All right, you guys, welcome back to Let's Press Play. This is another episode of one of our rough cuts. As a reminder, our rough cuts means we get 15 minutes to talk about a movie. And if we run out of time, we run out of time. Um, because we are in December and the holiday spirit is among us. This rough cut is a holiday episode. Um, Mac, would you get the timer ready for me? The timer is ready. Oh my goodness. You can go ahead <laughs> and press play on the timer. <laughs> okay, for my rough cut this episode, I am doing the 1954 American musical film, White Christmas. Love it. So I chose White Christmas um, just because it's a little bit of a holiday tradition in the Levante household. Uh, my dad introduced this movie to me and my younger brother at a very young age. I'm talking like 10 younger than 10. I don't even remember the first year that I saw this movie, but I do remember the fit that my brother and I threw the first time my dad was like, here's what we're going to watch. Because obviously our reaction was, this is an old person movie. We want to watch <laughs> Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Mm -hmm. We don't want to watch your old man movie, but he put it on, made us watch it. And ever since the Labantes watch white Christmas as a holiday tradition every single year, like to the point where like, we sing along, we harmonize very poorly, but we do. <laughs> um, and it's the message of this movie and all of the memories that come with it of like sitting down as a family that keep us pressing play every year. Um, we belt out our parts year after year. We, tr we sing the songs, even if it's not Christmas time, if it starts to snow, we sing the song that they sing on the train about snow. I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> but before I dive into the full synopsis, spoilers included, I wanted to let you know that for those of you who want to press play on this rough cut of White Christmas, before we actually continue on, I watched this on Netflix, or if you're a real OG like Tim Labonte, shout out to my dad, you can just pop your DVD in to the DVD player and watch Lovely. it that way. Isn't it weird to think that one day DVDs will not be a thing? They're it's already like, kind of becoming irrelevant. I know. It's all streaming. Netflix is where it's at. Um, just a few themes that really... Netflix, you can sponsor us at any time. Thank you We're so ready. <laughs> we are so ready, Netflix. <laughs> um, this movie has a lot of really wonderful messages kind of wrapped up into a ball of chaos. <laughs> um, a couple of things that come to mind for me when I think about White Christmas are the relationships that are involved in it and how you really need support, whether you're giving it or you're receiving it to or from those around you, especially during hard times. Those are something that carry you through the entire year, not just the holiday season. Um, but there's a lot of focus on gratitude and kindness and how true happiness comes from helping others and loving others. There's an entire song about counting your blessings. So that's obviously a reoccurring theme in this one. But also there's an underlying message of like just having fun and being yourself. And that that's how you're gonna meet the people that are supposed to be in your life. So um, with that being said, Here's the synopsis of White Christmas. Um, the movie White Christmas opens on Christmas Eve in Europe in 1944, where we are at the height of World War II. Um, and the former captain, Bob Wallace, who is played by Bing Crosby. By the way, Bing Crosby, his holiday album is something I turn on every single year. I love like, Bing you, Crosby. I was going to say, love, even love. if you don't know who Bing Crosby is, you know who Bing Crosby is. Yeah. Google the man. You'll know. Um, but Bing Crosby plays Captain Bob Wallace, and his counterpart in the movie is an aspiring performer, Private Phil Davis, who is played by Danny Kaye. 
Um, the show opens and they are entertaining the 151st division of soldiers with a soldier show, which is just like, you know, when a performer comes out to where they are all stationed and does a show for them. During the show, the soldiers receive word that their beloved Major General Waverly, who I'm just going to call the general from here on out. I feel like <laughs> that's a pretty long title. No disrespect, just the general. But he has been relieved of his command. The soldier or the general arrives at the soldier show and delivers a very emotional farewell. And in honor of him, all of the men, all of the soldiers of the 151st Division send him off with a rousing chorus of the song, The Old Man. And I feel like this is a pretty iconic scene because it comes back at the end of the movie. But I never knew that there was a title to this song. So learning that the song was called The Old Man cracked me up. I was like, <laughs> right on the nose. We're not going for any creativity here. <laughs> um, but soon after, the soldiers send off their general. Enemy bombers attack the area where they are stationed and everybody takes cover. Um, Phil pulls Bob away from harm. And when Bob asks Phil, hey man, how can I repay you? You saved my life. Phil suggests that they become a duo act after they leave the service. Begrudgingly, Bob agrees. He doesn't want to do it, but he says, you know what? I guess I owe you. So I'll do I it. I love that. I saved your life. So now you have to become a circus performer. Yes. <laughs> so now we're going to sing and dance together. <laughs> Damn, that sounds like something I would do. Never save my life, you two. That's what we're learning today. <laughs> yeah, you have to build Legos with me for the next 43 years. Spoiler, you have to do that anyway. Okay, so we have a very small time jump and we find ourselves after the war. Bob and Phil have made it big. And after a performance run night, they receive a letter from an old army buddy asking them to go and check out his sister's act. So they say, you know, we served with him. We can do this for our friend. They go and they arrive at the show and we meet our two leading ladies. We have Betty and Judy and they perform their favorite or their famous number, Sisters. Wait, is that like the sisters? Sisters? Exactly. <gasps> Amazing. Sister. I know the song. Have not seen the movie, but know the song. You know the song. You've, <laughs> You've seen... never seen White Christmas, Katie? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, wow. It's a classic. I will not watch it to, for like, I will not choose to watch it in my own time, but if we have a sleepover and we want to watch it, I will 100% be The drinks will be flowing and then we will reenact the scene, except for sisters, it will be tripless. <laughs> tripless. There will never such to be a We can put that on our Instagram and people can pay us to take it down. <laughs> No applause, just money, people. <laughs> um, so they perform their famous number, and Phil, who likes to play matchmaker, notices that Bob is interested in Betty, and he also has an immediate attraction to Judy. So we're already kind of the getting plot that points painted are picture hitting. exactly. Yes. We're going to be with you, and you're going to be with me, and blah blah blah. Cue the drama. Um, <laughs> Betty and Bob, even though Phil and Judy hit it off right away, Betty and Bob are slow to warm to one another. They do not click right away, but in true romance fashion, opposites attract. Um, pretty quick after meeting, Bob and Phil learn that it was actually Judy who wrote the letter inviting them to come see their act, oh. not her brother that they served with. But they also find out that the girls are in a spot of trouble. Their landlord is falsely suing them and has called the police on them in order to get his money. 
So in a split second decision, Phil gives Betty and Judy the tickets that he and Bob had purchased to spend Christmas in New York City so that they can make their great escape on the train. And in order to give them time to escape to the train and get away from their landlord, they decide to improvise a performance of the girl's famous sister's number to buy them time. So they put on the blue dresses, they grab the blue fans, and they sing the number. It's great fun, and it gives the girls time to get away. Um, Bob and Phil join the girls on the train, and while they're on the train, the girls convince them to forego their New York plans and to spend Christmas with them in a place called Pine Tree, Vermont, where they are booked as performers. They sing this beautiful song about snow. There's great harmony. It's so charming. The men agree. We're going to Vermont, baby. When they arrive in Vermont, they find out that the inn that they are staying at is really down on its luck. The tourists have left due to the fact that there is no snow in Vermont right now, and that's what they were coming for. There is unseasonably warm weather, but the true cherry on top is when they arrive at the Columbia Inn, they are shocked to find that the general that they sang to over in the war is the landlord of the hotel, has sunk his life savings into it, and is on the verge of bankruptcy. Phil and Bob decide that they are going to do something about this. They're going to invite some of the cast of their most recent successful show to come up to the uh, Pine Tree, Vermont, and they're going to stage a show there in hopes of drawing in guests, and they're going to include Betty and Judy in the show. Okay, now, for time's sake, what's, what time am I at, Mac? You have six minutes left. Damn! Okay. <laughs> in, in an effort to speed this along, I'm going to... Synops- synopsize the synopsis? I don't know if that's real words. I <laughs> Go made for that. it, girl. Um, but as relationships start to bloom, the story continues. And full disclosure, I am glossing over a lot of content of what happens. But the gist is, it's a lot of he said, she said, they said, we said. There's an overheard phone call, a fake engagement, you know, casual holiday Classic. drama. <laughs> but it is revealed that most recently, the general tried to reapply for his position in the army, and he received... A humiliating rejection letter telling him, nope, we don't, we're not going to take you back. So Bob and Phil set a plan in motion to invite the entire 151st division to secretly join them at Pine Tree or in Pine Tree, Vermont at the Columbia Inn to surprise the general. And they're going to cover all the costs of it. Wrapping it all up, everything falls into place. All miscommunications are resolved. And we once again find ourselves on Christmas Eve, but this time in Vermont. The full show comes together. The soldiers surprise the general with another rousing chorus of the old man, the song they sang at the beginning, when he arrives at the show. And I just need to say it, this part where, A, they're repeating something that has already been done, but just showing up for the general in that way, everyone coming together, everybody singing in unison. I don't know what it is about that shit, (laughs) but it always makes me cry this season always makes me cry because you see this old man you see how just people showing up for him when does he, was he down like on his walk back. through the crowd as they're singing or is he on the stage at this point i think he's standing in the back from what okay. i remember he's standing in the back and the soldiers start to file in from the stage and uh, they tell the okay audience. okay so like bob and phil are up there they make this announcement and the general his granddaughter's also there with him like holding him 
she there was this whole plot of they wanted him in his dress in his army dress clothes mm-hmm. so they like took all of his other suits away and they were like oh bummer the only one you have left to wear is your is your dress clothes the blues yeah yes and so he's he's dressed in his uniform and they're singing to him and it is I don't know what it is. The song is not the song. The song's weird a little bit, but just people showing up and doing something for another person, showing them that he matters. It's it's really, really sweet. Um, but the movie concludes as the company of the show gathers on stage and our four leads, Bob, Phil, Judy, and Betty, they're all dressed very festively in like Santa and Mrs. Claus holiday-esque outfits. But... They finished their show at the Columbia Inn by singing White Christmas. And as they're on stage singing, they open the stage doors so you can see the Vermont backdrop in the background. And very gently, the snow starts to fall and blanket the inn. So it leaves you with that message of like hope and Christmas spirit and I don't know, do, do nice things for other people because those are the things that really matter. It's so um, funny. I've seen White Christmas so many times, and I have never once really? taken in the plot of White huh. Christmas. I have never once. Do you watch it by yourself a lot or with family? Is it a tradition? I feel like it's always on TV around this yeah. time of year. Like, it's always if you're oh, flipping through channels. yeah. I remember watching it at my grandparents' house, flipping through channels. Um, that makes it's sense. It's definitely I... not one I would go listen to but I don't know. My grandma showed me so many musicals growing up, like the Bing Crosby, the Frank Sinatra, yeah. the Dean Martins. Um, and so I feel like that's how I knew. Yeah. Totally. One. But this... I never knew that it was about a general who lost his job and like he <laughs> had a failing in. I never, I thought they went on a ski trip. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that funny? Like when you're a kid, you're watching it because this is very much like a Broadway production on film. Yeah. Like the, the dance numbers, the set pieces, I mean, it is a lot about a traveling show that they're going to now put on a show to bring people up. But like the the film quality of this and the choreography and the costumes, it's very like it's very singing this in the rain. Like, it's, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a motion picture that you would go and see in the theater. It feels like you're watching a Broadway show recorded at times. But it like it's just it's not one that I feel like people our age, if you didn't grow up watching it, it's not one that they'd be like, oh, let's check this one out. Like we have Hallmark. <laughs> movies for that at this point but it like truly it is just a wholesome holiday classic with some spectacular dancing it like truly things you don't see in movies these days like just some some very classic holiday cheer okay max giving me the signal i have literally one minute left so very quickly i will tell you it's it's hard to cast a movie like this especially because things are so different in the 1950s or this movie is set in 1940s but i did like to go through it and still try and give my best effort um i cast mac as bob bing crosby's character because yes i wanted to be bing crosby (laughs) he, he he is dedicated he is caring but he maybe needs somebody to push him along a little bit to mess him up a little bit you know he he likes doing the next right thing i cast myself as phil who's the one who's like hey buddy i saved your life looks like we're going on <laughs> tour i love it phil also loves to stick his nose in everybody's business and pair everybody up and make sure everybody's kissing at the end so that sounds pretty on par for me correct um and i cast katie as judy judy is the younger <laughs> sister who writes the letter saying, oh, I'm your old army buddy, come see our show. When really, maybe it was a lie, but it was a white lie because 
good things came from it and there was good intention behind it. And she is also kind of the happy spirit throughout the whole movie. <laughs> but I will tell you, I, I feel like I'm very close on my time for this one. Highly recommend checking out White Christmas if you're in the holiday spirit. It's different than anything you're going to see if you're swiping through Netflix or whatever. An old holiday classic with a little Labonte tradition sprinkled in there for you. Love it. Well, with that, Amazing. I think that's a wrap on White Christmas. I hope that everyone has a great holiday season. I hope you come back for our next Rough Cut or full-length episode, whichever one you're going to tune into next. And don't forget, be kind, rewind.